Welcome to Tice Talks, episode number 35. Today is a very special episode. We're going to talk about glass bowl living and growing up in ministry. Now, Pastor Tice, you didn't grow up in ministry, but you know some people that did. Yes, I do. I, I have... I know five children and now 18 grandchildren that are growing up in ministry. And I have two today, two of my, in fact, my favorite seniors, high school seniors, are in the room with me today. And, um, and so I am glad to have Ashlyn Tice and Jonathan Tice. His favorite. His <laughs> Here in the service, yeah, yeah. so or in not the service, but in our in our uh, in our studio today. So, what are we talking about, Crystal? We're talking about glass bowl living, which I think is interesting because when we mentioned the topic prior to coming on to record, neither one of our guests knew what that even meant. So that's kind of I think parents have succeeded if they don't realize they've been living in a glass bowl. That's right. I told we know they have been. I told them when they come in, (laughs) most of our audience is going to know all about you because uh, we talk about you all the time. I mean, my, your grandma and I live our lives uh, uh, telling people about you and, and, uh, and uh, having you as part of our life. Every place we go, we talk about you. You're great (laughs) illustrations for me. Mm -hmm. I am pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jonathan. So, and the one you're hearing giggle in the back, that's Ashlyn. So I'm gonna, we're going to ask you some questions, and we're just going to talk about these things, and you tell me what it's like, because I didn't grow up in, in ministry home. I, you did. You grew up in, your, uh, in both, both of your parents. Uh, your dad is what here at, at Liberty? Wait. So which which your dad are you asking? Okay, we're because people aren't going to know. Ashlyn, tell me, uh, tell me, what does your dad do? Okay, so my dad is the associate or is executive. I, pastor. I don't even know the title. He's the executive pastor here at Liberty, and um, that's what he means. Does. He does everything. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, your dad <laughs> runs Liberty Baptist Church and lets me preach. That's what yes. I tell people. Mm-hmm. So okay, and you would agree with that, okay? And what does your dad do? Jonathan. Um, my dad does basically what my grandpa does, but at a different church called Southern House. He okay. preaches for the audience. So. Okay. Yeah. And he also runs the Idea Network. So if you, haven't, if you don't know what that is, you should probably check it out. Okay. So, so his, his dad pastors uh, Southern Hills Baptist Church on the other side of Las Vegas and uh, started that 14 years ago. And uh, this August will be 15, 15-year anniversary. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. No, 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 not 15. It'd be about 17. S- uh, 17 years? Yeah, because it's about my age. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't realize that. I thought Jonathan you were about... is about 17. Yes, in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember when we were building the buildings, getting ready. You were about two years old, and you used to, whenever I walked into a room, you would come running up to me and give me a huge hug. Well, I had worked 24 hours straight on putting ceiling tiles in your, in, or in the in the new auditorium that we were moving into over on that side of town, and I was exhausted. I went over to your house, and I said to your what to your mother, "Is there a place I can lay down?" And you, she said, "Go sleep in Jonathan's room." So I went to Jonathan's to your room. I laid down and slept. My hair was totally a wreck. It was uh, I hadn't shaved, and uh, and you came toddling into your room, 
And I woke up and I said, hi, Jonathan. And you said, ah, and <laughs> screamed and went running down to your mother. I must have looked up right. Anyway. That means scary for any of you. <laughs> Do you remember They're that? Um, no, I don't. I, I, <laughs> that, that's oh, thankfully, good. thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know this could be nostalgia all day long because yes. grandparents have a way of doing that because they love their grandchildren so much. But we have to actually do do some podcasting. Okay, here. so here's so, let's let's do. Let me ask you. Start asking. Yeah, questions. let's go for some questions. Okay, so first of all, quest, question number one: What are some advantages that you have had just by growing up? Uh, in the ministry that you're in, Joshua, Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> um, I say first off, uh, I just, especially in the ministry, you hear a lot of wisdom from your parents, uh, your family members, especially um, other pastors, and I really like that. I like um, being able to sit down and being able taking wisdom from older people. It's uh, one of the my favorite things about being a pastor's kid, actually. So, I say that is one of the best things about being in the in a ministry, so. Okay, how about you, Ashlyn? Um, I would say we get to do a lot of fun stuff and um, meet cool people, like Jonathan said, but um, <laughs> he's shoving the microphone in my face. Um, but another thing is, I think being able, we've had the privilege to grow up being Christians and to know from a young age, you know, learn, learning, we I would say we both were saved at a young age. So being able to just grow up and to um, be able to not have the opportunity to, you know, make wrong as many wrong decisions. I say we have made some bad decisions, but not as many as like other people. You know, we had the opportunity to just know what's right and what's wrong from a young age. So you've had the opportunity of hearing people, Mm -hmm. getting people, giving insight to you. And you can talk. You feel free at your home to talk about uh, to your mom and dad about mm-hmm. things that come up. Yes. Um, like I, I can remember the story of you, Ashlyn, going home one day and saying, "Daddy, what does?" You may not remember this, but you were about <laughs> six years old. What does this word mean? And and he was shocked that you had heard <laughs> that particular word. But you have that openness with your dad mm-hmm. to where you can you can say those kind of things. Yes. They've and always the, told us we can go to them about ev- anything. We can talk to them, which I very much appreciate. So. That's great. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the advantages. What would you say are some of the disadvantages of being uh, growing in a, in a pastor's home? Very long lunches. It's, <laughs> that's the most annoying thing. Hands long, down. Long lunches, is that right? <laughs> exactly. That, that's, that's always a fun thing to do okay so so you, you mean like after services and preachers going out with you and yeah, especially with um fellow pastors that travel a bit or like uh evangelists they take they take forever to talk uh, <laughs> you were just talking about you like listening to all the wisdom yeah but usually they're talking about like boring stuff and not like wisdom stuff what is the boring stuff give me some. <laughs> well sometimes the boring stuff is like uh like what type? Oh, sometimes. Sorry, I was told to move closer to the mic. Well, I guess it depends on the scenario. Like if it's some mission, if it's like a missionary who's off in India talking about their church, I'm like that is cool. But if it's if, if it's, it's like what type of tithe software you use, 
Yes, that the kind that's of the we're kind of boring about? stuff I'm talking about. Yes, or, or how to get more people into your church building. Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily trying to learn that in the avenue I'm going in. So, <laughs> I'd say that's probably the worst part about being a pastor's kid. Okay. It's not that bad. I've told I've told people that my children have fallen asleep on. Uh, in benches in every place in the world as we've been out on lunches and talking to people. So it's interesting to hear your perspective. How about you, Ashlyn? Um, disadvantages? I would say, I don't know. Um, well, we talk about being, uh, like the title is Glass Bowl Living. So uh-huh. that is very true. Like I didn't understand what the term was, but... Um, Yes, people, mom and dad have taught us that people are constantly watching you and you have to um, you have to understand that you're leaders. And so I think there can be sometimes that pressure of people are watching you and you are leaders in your life. And mom have told us, mom and dad have raised us that to be leaders and to be examples and to make sure what we're doing glorifies God and then also um, promotes what our family stands for and what uh, God would want us to do first. So, so that, and that can be pressure that's mm-hmm. on you. Your yes. mother said to me one time, she said, coming to church at times is like being a Disney princess. <laughs> you're you're a, a character at Disney. She wouldn't call me a Disney princess, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, a, a character at Disney where, where you're walking out and people are expecting you to behave a certain way. And so that can be pressure. That can be yes. pressure. So, okay, um, tell me this. Uh, Crystal, you, you were about to say something. Oh, I was just going to read the next question if you didn't oh, want to. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the next question is, and you guys have touched on this a little bit, but what are some things that your parents have done specifically that made you like growing up in a ministry home and not resent it? So if you were going to give advice to, say, if you have friends that are pastors, kids, and you were going to mm-hmm. talk to their parents, what are some things you would tell their parents and say, these were things that really helped us not, dislike growing up in the ministry home um i would say mom and dad always made it fun they always made ministry fun so um like when we got to, we would go to to do different outreach events we all of us girls would be all of us kids would be involved and you know we'd run games and then after dad would talk with us and he said isn't that so cool that god let us be able to do this he always just made it fun and then always pointed it back to God gave us the opportunity to be able to go reach these people or um, even like if we went to Disneyland sometimes and took like some missionaries or different people he, uh, dad would always just point it back to God let us do us and, bec- and because we get to have the opportunity to be part of a church God let us do this and so it was just fun just growing up so I think I'm going to rebound off of what Ashram said actually because um, whenever I first heard the question, I was a little bit like, I was thinking about uh, just saying, because it, to me, it always, for the first few years of my life, I always thought that everyone sort of lived in like a pastor's life, like everyone had the same job. Like I was a very naive <laughs> kid and I thought everyone lived the same life. So it wasn't until like first or third grade that I'm like, oh, people do different things and this is different. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Like I never really disliked the ministry i always thought we get to do cool extra stuff um even though we do have to sit at hour-long lunches we still get to have (laughs) lunch at like chilies so i don't know i never really disliked being in the ministry so 
I I remember when uh, your parents were young. I would take we would go on a we'd go on a trip, and uh, they'd say, I'd say, listen, we're gonna miss Awana Olympics, and they would say, <laughs> we're gonna miss Awana Olympics. I can't believe we're gonna miss Awana Olympics. I said, yeah, but we're gonna go to Disney World when we when we <laughs> get to the other side of the country, and everybody in Awana Olympics will wish they were where you were at Disney World. <laughs> But there was still something about missing Awana Olympics because it was all their friends and all the things. This is said by someone who has clearly never been to Awana because Awana Olympics are a big deal. <laughs> Especially when you are homeschooled. That's in exactly In case you were wondering. That's exactly right. It's huge. Oh. Oh, well, these two were never homeschooled. You guys were. were I were, know. I'm empathizing with your children who aren't here to defend uh, that's themselves. Right. <laughs> so you. you um, uh, both of you went to LBA. Uh, yes, sir. And how'd you like go, do, doing that, going into the Christian school here? I loved it. Uh, I loved the small community. I always loved. Um, I loved listening to Bible classes, and thanks to thanks to the Bible classes that have such a strong grasp and knowledge of biblical stuff. Um, like we went over Elijah, Old Testament, um, even Ashland's dad, Uncle Matt. He went over the Kings of Israel, which was probably my favorite year of Bible. So I loved that especially. Um, it was fantastic. I mean, <laughs> what else can I say? It's pretty good. So, so what yeah, about you, Ashley? What What did you find beneficial about LBA? I like I like actually going to school. I think I learned better, like more hands on, and with an actual live teacher there instead of, you know, just like a video. But um, and also the interaction. So being able to go out and make friends here and um, just being around people, I like <laughs> being around Christians that also mm-hmm. want to do what's right. Be yes. an encouragement. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So t- let's talk about family day. Family. Okay, you're not always in school, and uh, you're you're sort of unique because Ashlyn, you guys take off on Monday, yes. and you do your Monday work on Saturday mm-hmm. and then you take Monday as a family day and Jonathan you I know your family takes a family day as well so tell me uh tell me what family day is all about um like what we do or yeah what'd you do yesterday well yesterday um we mowed the lawn we did some yard work but then also dad spoiled us girls and he gave us all a little money and he said we can go buy some summer clothes for vacation so we went shopping yesterday wow mm-hmm. he so, spoiled us and that was that was your family day yes what's a typical family day look like for you jonathan um honestly it's just relaxing we all of us have really really busy weeks so on saturday we just like to you know slow it down we like to watch a movie um, we've been watching WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but uh, which is fantastic. Um, but honestly, this, this are, these are great Christian. Um, <laughs> very, very deep theological. <laughs> They're on clear shows. play. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Honestly, it's just relaxing for us. Um, that's we're always with people, so Saturday is like the one time where we can just slow down and just relax. We started the tradition of Family Day years ago when we knew that ministry was going to be busy and that you were going to that we were going to be surrounded with other people and we said okay on this day it's not going to be a day off it's going to be a day with the family where we can just enjoy one another and uh, just uh, uh, which makes 
the rest of the week because we don't take mm-hmm. you're not you're not a a, a five day a week family your dad's not at work five days a week he's at work six days a week and uh, takes that that seventh day and spends it with you um ministering to you and loving you so that's that's great mm-hmm. so do, do you have a favorite favorite memory that you did on family day um we would go to disneyland a lot we would um we got annual passes and so like once a month we would just drive down after a Sunday night and go to Disneyland on Monday and then drive back that Monday night and be at school on Tuesday. Those were the best. I love Disneyland. How Um, about you? Mine was probably Red Rock. Uh, We went to Red Rock, which is a nice hiking area out in the desert. But I'd probably say that was my favorite. It It wasn't anything big. We just went out hiking and had some good quality time. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was sort of shocked that neither one of you meant, neither, neither one of you mentioned a grandpa. <laughs> Going to grandparents' house. You came to That was a softball pitch there, guys. <laughs> With us one time. And that makes Disneyland. <laughs> yes. that, that makes Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Me coming yes. to Disneyland. Dancing down Main Street. That's right. Well, I think that's sort of a given. Any, <laughs> any day with grandpa is, the, is fantastic. Grandma's even better, but Grandpa's <laughs> fantastic. Okay, you've you've earned your special night out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, what's next? Uh, we're gonna pivot a little bit and talk more about uh, you guys personally. Um, and the next question is, when did you each begin to have a personal walk with the Lord? So you said, mentioned you were both saved at a young age, but when mm-hmm. did you really dive into having your own relationship with God as opposed to you know learning at church or just hearing from your parents or pastors? I think I first started having my own personal walk with God when I think when I went into youth group, it was kind of like, um, you know, you're set into a different setting where they're not telling you like, you know, kid Bible stories anymore. They're not they're giving you things to actually apply to your life. And um, I think that's when I started, you know, making deciding it's not going to be just mom and dad's thing. This is going to be my my walk with God. It's my turn. Um, for me, it didn't start until my summer year of, my, I believe, sophomore year. Um, I went to a nice little camp in Ironwood. It's around California, desert area. And I worked there for about six months. There they just, you're really into ministry a lot. Um, there's a bunch of good Christian people that really want to fellowship with you. Did you say six months or did you mean six weeks? Six weeks, weeks okay. six weeks, <laughs> right. six weeks. Just wanted to make sure that people <laughs> no, no, know no, no, we no. didn't ship you off for six months. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'd say that's really where I changed. It's actually where I dedicated my life um, just to serving God. I'm not going to the ministry, but I thought I'm going to be, my whole goal is to serve you and get as many people to your, to your will. So that's where I really started serving Christ. Um, sophomore, 10th grade summer. So, yeah. Okay. How did your uh, How did your parents? How do you feel like your parents encouraged you in your walk with, with Christ? Um, mom and dad never had like, they never made devotions like a chore. So I never, I don't ever necessarily remember them saying like asking me daily, did you know? Did you do your devotions like something to, uh, uh-huh. mark off a checklist. 
But um, they always encouraged me. They would, you know, ask like, hey, what, what have you le- what did you learn in uh, Sunday school today? Or did you do your devotions? So I appreciated them not making it like a chore to do. I had to personally ch- decide um, that I wanted to do devotions. I wanted to learn more. It wasn't necessarily like a chore, which I appreciated. Yeah, I'm going to actually do bounce off of Ashlyn's answer because what my parents did is they realized that, um, especially once you get into middle school and uh, high school, um, especially when it comes to devotions and making it a personal thing, it can't be made by the parents. You have to personally make that decision that you want to serve Christ and do devotions. So um, that was something that really encouraged me. Another thing is I got really close to my dad because I, I had needed an accountability partner. So I got close to him in that way, and that's something he's really encouraged me in. So, And I also come ask questions to them, um, and Grandpa, whenever I have questions about prayer, reading Bibles. Just the other Saturday, actually, I had a question about prayer um, because I wanted to strengthen more of my prayer life. And I talked talk to my Grandpa, and he gave me some uh, tips, and that was very helpful, actually. And I haven't thanked you yet. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. In fact, I've got that. I was thinking about that devotional guide that I said I would give to you, and so I'll give that to you after we're finished here today. Sweet. All right. So, uh, Crystal, what's next? When did you start serving at your church, and where how did you serve? Well, for me— Or are you serving, I guess? Well, for me, <laughs> you've, I've been serving for a while. I do—when I was a kid, I did odd jobs. I— sweep up stuff, make sure that nothing was dirty. Um, But once I got into junior high, I started serving in choir and sound booth. So if they needed an extra person in sound booth, I could do uh, the lights, the slideshow, whatever they really needed to be done, sort of a utility person. And choir, um, there's not that many guys, so I help fill in the ranks. My voice isn't good, but, you know, I'm another guy to help fill in the spots. You bring them down a whole octave? <laughs> yes, precisely. In a good way? <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> um, for me, I think I would say the same as Jonathan. I've been, like, helping serve ever since I was little. Um, just doing different things, working in nursery, kids' classes. Um, right now I'm working in cubbies and in the nursery on Sunday mornings, so... Yeah, I think I've just always been helping the church somehow. Ashlyn, your dad said to me one time, I said, how long you, how long do you think you've been ministering? He said, uh, at that time he was 36. He said 36 <laughs> years. <laughs> he said, I, I've, I, and, and the truth of the matter is he's been so involved in ministry all of his life, um, uh, so much so that I, the only person really besides your grandmother that I can that I can say to him, hey, do you remember, uh, do you remember so-and-so? He remembers mm-hmm. everything because he was always with us, and we always had our children in ministry. I remember this, uh, Jonathan, when you were about, I think about three years old. We were watching you and Savannah at our house, and we had a double stroller, um, and we went, uh we said, we're going to go for a walk down the block. And you equated that stroller with something totally different. We, we took you and put uh, you in the stroller. We put 
um, Savannah in the stroller started walking down the block and you said, oh, good, we're going to go door knocking. <laughs> and uh, so you, you thought of the stroller as your opportunity to go with your mom and dad go door knocking. And, and uh, you thought grandma and grandpa were going to do that. I actually felt a little guilty that we just <laughs> going to the park. So that's great. So uh, you're about to go off to college now. Yeah. And uh, that's sad to me. <laughs> you're going off to college. It's wonderful. It's sort of a bittersweet thing. Uh, I can remember when I walked into the um, to the room when you were first born, Ashlyn, and picked you up, and and there you were with your big, beautiful eyes staring at me, and you were so happy to, that I was your grandpa. Mm -hmm. And then I, I remember, <laughs> obviously, I, obviously. <laughs> I, I can remember Jonathan. I remember you. I, I, there's so many great memories, and to think that you're going to be. Oh, 2,000 miles away from us at different schools. What's the thing that you're going to, uh, what's the thing you're going to miss most about living at home? Miss most? I think just say grandparents. Grand yes, grand grandpa, of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. <laughs> Top of the there list. We there we go. Yes. There it is. There it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just being around family. I mean, we're always around family with, you know, at home. But then also at church, like, we're all, always around you guys. I think I'm just going to miss being away, so far away. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to say family, too. Uh, it's sort of been, I've really, I'm really close friends with my family. Like, um, they aren't just my family. I sort of have a good relationship with each, each one, and I enjoy their company. So I think that's what I'm going to miss most. Well, we'll miss we'll miss having you around here. So, uh, I just told you uh, before we started, we're going to be driving to both of your colleges and seeing you uh, while we're there. So, uh, uh, that's, that'll be great. So, let's talk about your future uh, and what you what what how you see your life in about ten years. What what do you what would what are you gonna what are your goals? Where are you going? So um, I plan on pursuing a degree in accounting. So I went, but I went to be able to use that in ministry. So I eventually went to. I think it would be cool to either come back and work here, or at another church in Vegas, or um, even at a nonprofit. I just want to be in ministry. So. Okay. So next ten years, um, I'm going to be in the army. Uh, I'll be an officer in college. I'm doing ROTC. And, and let's let's talk about that. You just got a full ride scholarship to uh, Liberty University for uh, uh, for the next four years, and that's an amazing thing. Well, that's it's, tuition free, correct? It's not a full full ride, but it is tuition free. So I have to pay for books and and uh, room and board, but that's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Yeah, that's, that's a wonderful thing. And uh, you got that through ROTC, and you're and you're going into I consider that ministry. The Bible says that if you're in, in um, uh, you're you're ordained of God to protect people, and so uh, that is a that's that's a very very honorable position uh, position or profession. So you're going to be going there, uh, and so you'll be an officer somewhere, Lord willing, in ten years. Yeah. Yes, sir. And uh, ministry wise, I'm. I'm hoping to be a deacon. 
that'd be really cool. Obviously, I'd probably start serving as a usher or something um, to start it off. I'm not really sure how the deacon works. This this is just a new thought that's come to me over the last few months That as I'm thinking about more about my future. So I think it'd be cool to serve as a deacon in one of my churches. So Okay. You Normally, in, in, in the military, you'll be transferring from one place to another. But, man, churches need godly men who are servants in the church. So that's great. Well, I thank you uh, for being with us. We're going to be doing another uh, podcast with them. Isn't that true in the in the future? Yes, Crystal? we are. So not the next episode, but episode 37, they're going to be coming back to talk about social media and cell phones and life as a Christian teenager. Sweet. Because okay. you guys fun. are experts on life as a Christian teen. <laughs> yes. we're, we're a little outdated, one of us more than the other. But, yes, uh, Crystal, you are a little bit more outdated than me. <laughs> <but laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. I work with it every day. <laughs> okay. So we are glad that you're here and looking forward to that next time. This is, remember, it's Tice Talks, which is... More than a conversation. That's correct.